This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 120, Tournament Prelims Updates. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. How do we start an episode where our guest isn't here? Hello, Matt. My name is Alex. Oh, hey, Alex. I'm Thanks Alex. For joining us My this name week. is Alex Leoburn, and <laughs> I'm here to talk about Twilight of Pyramid and what I oh, think about boy. it. Oh, I'm Alex. A, I'm a big baby boy, and <laughs> I, I think that the best play, I like to play as uh, uh, the Space Wizards. Yeah. Um, and, and Hunter, what do you think about that? Uh, I Alex, I think uh, cool it, okay. C- okay you're coming well, into the uh-huh. show real hot, okay. Alex, go ahead and give your rebuttal to that because that doesn't seem like a fair way to. Be I, I say, shut up, Hannah. <laughs> shut up, you're a big baby. <laughs> you're a big baby. You. Okay, the jig is up. Okay, Hunter. we don't actually. So, Alex, um, this is weird. This is weird. Going to be a weird episode because um, uh, we had you know it just. I've gotten a lot of punishment i think for having <laughs> i don't want to say a lazy poll because it wasn't lazy i think i just had this idea for it that was yeah. kind of weird um so the fact that the galactic council poll was um just a choice between three different people that we could have on the show to interview uh was probably a little too limiting in a lot of ways and it's right. been it's been called out don't worry i've been sure. i've been smacked around um but <laughs> Uh, this is kind of the ultimate payoff of that because Alex was not available. For... We didn't check with Alex beforehand. <laughs> we we didn't just ask like... Alex if he wanted to be in an episode. <laughs> we just told him, "Hey, where, can you do an episode now?" Yeah. No. Um, oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah. So, so he was able actually. He wasn't actually able to make it today. So the compromise is this: um, we're going to do all of the sections of the episode that we would have done without Alex, anyways. Yeah. Um, right. Things like tournament updates. Uh, we have some Patreon updates for you all. Um, and then when we actually get Alex, uh, which we're friends with Alex, so we will get him. Okay. Yeah, it's yeah. not like the craziest thing that we, I've got know. his number. Yeah. We, we, we'll, we'll figure we'll, him we'll out. get him. Um, but we were not able to get him on time. So in the interest of actually putting out an episode this week, um, this is kind of the deal. Um, Honestly, we will record. It could, it could be just as long as any other. I mean, this is no, it, it better not very- be. This is very 2019 of us. Last year, we just did episodes that were tournament updates for the whole episode. Right. The whole thing is we've just been trying to avoid that. We kind of wanted to get make sure the content was for everybody, and we just had sections. But but um, today, it's just all tournament updates. But the thing that I, I want to make sure that the Galactic Council knows so that they don't harangue me, so that they don't <laughs> give me a spanking for this, is uh, that... Whenever we get the interview with Alex, we're just going to yeah. drop it into the feed. So you guys are technically getting a bonus episode this month. So there you go. Right. right. This is it your bonus. It could be bonus. this week. It could be next week. We kind of honestly don't know. It just It, it is wholly dependent on Alex's uh, schedule. But we'll, I, just, we'll I, just do it with him whenever. Uh, so, this, so since this would have been a Galactic Council episode and you're still going to get one, um, I yeah. want to do some quick Patreon updates. Um, I've got some polls for y'all. Um so first poll is for the uh, Galactic Council episode for uh, March, and the way I'm doing polls from now on, or right now, anyway. So we'll, we'll I'm I'm still trying to find a system that I love. Is I'm going to do polls in two waves. The first poll is going to have five options, and you're going to get to vote as many times as you want. Um, and then I'm going to take the top two choices whoa, 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 whoa. for as many options as for as you many want. options. As <laughs> you, you don't want. get to just That's... vote like 400 <laughs> times for Frankendraft. <laughs> right, right. That doesn't make any sense. But yeah, you can vote on as many options as you like. So you could vote on all five. I don't know why you do that, but I guess you could. Um, it, and, and Hey, if that's how you feel, let, 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 you know, let the spirit move you or whatever. Um, <laughs> and then we're going to take the top two options from that poll. Uh, and you're going to have like two weeks on the galactic council poll to decide. Um, and then, so please get in there and go ahead and vote. Um, yeah. But uh, then we'll take the top two options of that. I'll put up a new poll where you just get to vote once between two options. So it's very democratic. And I'm going to do it with the Galactic Council episode polls and the Friday Night Hunter Club uh, stream poll. Um, let's go ahead and shove out your Galactic Council episode uh, options for March. Yeah. Um, they are a Dune review episode where we review Dune the board game as we as a normal 
podcast would review a game just like oh is you know it good what? I, I'd, I'd include i'd include the dune book in that let's just review both of them why not <laughs> i don't think we have time for that um, oh, okay <laughs> the second option is and this one i think is super interesting um hunter and matt's leech strategies for winning the <laughs> tournament so this is where we pretend that we're going to play our tournament which obviously we, we will never get to which is uh very sad um but uh we're gonna theory craft <laughs> we're gonna theory craft how we would do it how how we would try and win um next option is what happened to the 2019 finalist um where we take a look at you know at if, unless you guys don't actually have we not covered it all yet um we i forget have. what we have and haven't covered no, um, a lot of the I mean, finalists we, we did not make about, it yeah mo- basically most of the finalists didn't make it or like couldn't there's been a few different factors essentially magi is the only finalist that made it the semifinals uh, right so yeah an episode kind of exploring probably interviewing them not not in audible interviews but like we'd hit them up and get their takes on what happened yeah. in their games and and maybe why they didn't uh make the cut right um next option is oath um our thoughts on the current version we actually just got done doing um in a series of oath streams uh and oath videos on our youtube uh so we kind of just want to have an episode where we just kind of talk about oath yeah. you know right um and then the last one is a ti4 episode um it's like a theory crafty one about hakan versus mentak very much in the right. vein of our yin versus soul episode so we're comparing hakan and mentak to each other yeah um, T- talking about games where both of them are at the table and how the whole meta of the game is is shaped around their dynamic because they're two such similar um or th- they're factions that interact with such similar mechanics and so it can really shake up a game when they're involved so yes yeah definitely interested to see where the poll will go but let's let's jump into the meat Oh, I want, uh, what can I throw out my Friday Night Hunter Club stream poll oh, real quick? Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for those of you in the Hunter Donaldson fan club, um, I have the new poll up for that. It's also going to be a two-tiered, two-poll system. Um, those options are, I'll just do them real fast. Um, so we got a TI4 uh, mock tournament game on the semifinal map. Which, which is not official. Not a, official a rough yet. draft of but the semis it, map. The, the draft, I think, will be due by that game, um, the or yeah, a so. draft of it. Um, and I'm going to do that with our moderating team, uh, basically all of our mods, uh, which I think yeah. would be super fun. Uh, second option is Dream Daddy. Uh, it's going to stay on <laughs> till it gets it till it gets through. Um, third option is a Root Underworld live stream. Fourth option is uh, I play Europa Uni- Universalis 4. Sure. That's all I'm going to explain <laughs> there. Uh, and the last is a TI4 Frankendraft game. Uh, and you have a week for that poll. So if you're in the Hunter Donaldson Club, like go ahead and jump on that real fast because yeah. I want to put up that second tiered poll pretty quickly anyways that's my business i'm sorry matt let's let's go forward sure uh we've got so we're basically we're just doing tournament updates uh again the the structure of this year's tournament is such that like hunter and i are not getting to watch every single game that's partially that's just the necessity of being able to do these prelims there's too many games hunter and i do not have that much availability to make for every single one of these so we're we're having to get the people to tell us the the major events so essentially i mean a lot of this episode is going to play out sort of like a a bunch of plays of the week back to back to back right sure yeah yeah, um, yeah. so let's i mean let's let's just kind of kick it off uh basically wh- when last we left uh we we had covered basically games one through 15 uh and technically we've also covered game 17 but we're gonna there was a question we asked last time about game 17 that we have the answer to so we're gonna hit up game 17 again but today we're gonna cover games 16 17 18 we're actually skipping 19 for now we will come back to it we just don't have adequate notes for it and then we're doing 20 so basically through game 20 uh we're gonna we're gonna kind of give you the update give you the scoop on what's been going on what what game so, is being played there's a game being played right now being a, a game being play, played right now and it what is number game is that 23 game number 23. oh my god so we're... game 21 and 22 we won't have covered but they have been played uh, and then we're we're also not covering game 19. So 19, 21, 22, and 23, you can definitely expect next week. Maybe some more. We got a bunch of games next weekend, um, and it just depends on what time Hunter and I record how many of those we'll end up getting right. uh, included. But anyways. Uh, well, I wanted to throw this out there. Um, if you ha- – please respond to the scheduling emails. <laughs> oh, my gosh, yes. Please, Hi. please, if you're, please, if you, please. If you signed up for the tournament and you're like, oh, man, I wonder what's been going on with that tournament <laughs> – you it, should check your email. Hey, boy, have I been trying to get in touch with you? It's time, y'all. It's 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 yeah. time. 
No, um, I will probably cover this again in the ru- rundown because it's very important. But like, we are actually getting close to a point where if you do not respond at all to any more uh, communications going forward, like you won't be in the tournament anymore, uh, and we will we will pull people from the wait list and and and, and those of you on the wait list. You get have excited. pretty good odds. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Your odds yeah, are not it, looking bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's there's a, a decently strong handful of people that are not responding and just a slightly less handful of people on the wait list. So pretty good odds that you're going to make it in. So yeah, that's that's for going through February. At this point, basically the goal for the tournament is to be done by the end of February. That might bleed into like the first week of March. Um, but yeah, if you're, if you're in the tournament and you're like, oh yeah, I definitely can't play any games until March... Ooh, I don't like your chances of getting a game in. Yeah, to the tournament it's going to be that's sorry gonna be rough. availability uh, strikes again. But let's get into the overviews yep. of games that have been played. Um, we had a win in game number sixteen from a player named Axel, who played as the Barony Aletnev in Daddy Warbucks. Which that is a scary. That's an interesting. We we had one uh, previously as well, but I, I just can't help but think that's a weird slice for barony to do well in actually this is no this is the only no there's okay yeah this is the second win in daddy warbucks for a barony player which is just like all money all the time who needs influence forget about it like that i what is the total amount of dollars in planets you would have if you were in daddy warbucks five eleven plus i mean it's like it's like 14 bucks in daddy warbucks and almost no influence um that's a scary slice. So the notes I have are from the player Beast, who played as Sardak Nor in this game. Uh, and so the, the, this is all kind of from their perspective, but I'm just going to read it off, and then, Hunter, we can kind of we can kind of react here. Okay. Uh, but Beast says, So I had politics in round five and top-decked Ixthian Artifact so that I could potentially get on Mechatol with Imperial and win. I believe at this point, um, I, I, from what I recall from other notes on the game, Mechatol had been kind of battled over all game a little bit, but there was definitely somebody there now that had a pretty decent stronghold. So Ixthian Artifact breaking was like the only way for someone to like really carve their way in. So super lucky agenda here and lucky that it even flipped the uh, the way it could have, or let's see if it does. Uh, if we roll a one to five, uh, I can get my path. If we roll a six to 10, then L1Z1X will get the tech that they need for a win. They end up rolling a five. This leaves Mechatol wide open for everyone. So I first pick Imperial as I need three points to win. And currently, I can't score any of the stage two objectives. I brain fart that I actually have enough money to follow leadership and get the command counters needed to score the stage two after popping Imperial, which results in the following shenanigans being allowed to happen. Basically, the point that they were just saying is they <laughs> they actually had a way to win in the action phase when they popped Imperial, and they just forgot that they had enough money. Money to buy the command counters all they would have had to do is wait for leadership to pop and then do imperial and they could have won the game in the action phase and instead they were kind of like holding out for a late game uh, a status phase win anyways necro takes leadership as he has the command counters needed to win in the status phase i'm thinking i need to stop necro from winning in status so that i can win uh so i pick public disgrace uh and then L1 ends up taking, or uh, Necro ends up taking diplomacy. This leaves Hakan to take leadership and attempt to take his home system before he pops diplomacy. Right before he takes it, Barony, who is two more picks away, talks us into letting Barony have leadership so that he can try to take Necro's home system. This upsets Necro as he thinks Barony is kingmaking. Uh, but none of us really look at Barony players, Matt, closely enough to see that he was banking six command counters because he was, at the time, last in victory points and not seen as a threat. We also forget he has Necro's support for the throne, so he never would have gone in there in the first place. <laughs> well, we let leadership get all the way to him instead of activating Necro's home system. He uses fleet logistics and scores two action phase secrets and sets himself up for a win as first to score in the status phase. At this moment, I realize my mistake. I just needed leadership to pop so I could win. Barony sees it too, and he stalls me out of it. I pop Imperial on Mechatol and score a stage one to end at nine. Nobody can take Barony's home system so he wins scoring in the status phase feels more like I cost Necro a win than myself but good play by Barony to convince us to give him leadership I agree. so a pretty wild play from behind of like hey I'm not a threat make sure I get leadership so that I can be the one that targets the leader what a, what a wonderful idea and uh-huh. then just completely backstab the entire table <laughs> yeah that's that's very uh 
that's yummy. That's very, very yummy. Um, you love to, you love to see, you love to see a game like this, you yeah. know? Yeah. This was, uh, this is also a notable game because, uh, this had a semifinalist in it. Green Flame from last year oh, was yeah. knocked out of contention in this game. Um, so decently notable, uh, that we, we, we continue to see very few people that made it far last year making it. It's all about upsets this year. This year. Yeah, yeah. All about it's, it. It's all about upsets. Um, but this isn't one, I wouldn't say this is one where they target, you know, a lot of our upsets are like, well, they kind of got targeted, right? You know, our, our this has actually been sadly happening to our moderators as well. People are like, well, they've been seeing every game. They clearly have an advantage. Let's stop them, which is a, is a sad, <laughs> sad reaction. But uh, our moderators and last year's finalists have been getting targeted, whereas I think the semifinalists are the ones that are in a great position to be like, well, people might not remember that you were a semifinalist right, last year, right. and they 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 will probably let you you know get away with a normal game. Right, right, yeah. Oh man, I'm really excited to get to the semifinals this year so that we can start broadcasting these games. You know, yeah, like it is cool sure. that last year you can kind of plot a Watch whole all story. Yeah, yeah. It's just boy, howdy, was it a monumental? T- it's oh, too yeah. much. It's it was just it too, was much. Way too much. I'm sorry again. I feel like we apologize for this all the time, but it's worth doing again. Like I'm sorry we're not streaming and and recording all of the the games, but it's it's it takes more work than you even realize to like actually get those videos into a watchable state and like up on YouTube and all. It's it's not just recording the games that goes into getting them. I think know, if viewable. If, if anybody that's ever watched me stream TI4 where I'm trying to do like the spreadsheets and stuff at yeah. the same time, I think you can all attest to like, I can't do it. It's like I much. literally cannot update. <laughs> like Matt's pretty good about updating spreadsheets while also doing the stream, but I cannot yeah. talk and look at spreadsheets at the same time. Like I just literally, <laughs> my brain is like, do pick one. Okay. Yeah. Not, yeah. not both. Um, let's talk about game 17. So game 17 was our actual only Isaral win so far uh, and in Gashfather, which has been a very popular slice for Isaral, but very few uh, successes. But anyways, we talked about most of the game, but there was a question we posed last week because I had heard about an agenda phase that was very, very crazy. And it turns out that agenda phase had quite a lot of bearing in the final round we already talked about. To remind you, it was a, it was kind of a hot potato in the final round of extra wanting to score... Uh, turn their fleets to dust uh and and a few other things where basically people were trying to stall each other out whereas there was actually an opportunity for the player to like right at the beginning of the round do something well what set up even that situation was uh a note here from john about that agenda phase so john says so extra and isaral were tied at eight points l1 and solar tied at five and we want at seven baronies at six the first two-pointer, which only Asarl has scored so far, was 16 influence, and the second was two tech and four colors, which no one had a chance at. Uh, the agenda that came up was the one that gives either the leaders a point or the last place a point, right? It's four, give the people in first place a point, against give the people in last place a point. So in this situation, it's either give Extra and Asarl a point to put them up to nine, or give Barony a point or I'm sorry give L1 and Soul at 5 a point to put them up to 6. Um so obviously what? You don't want to give the people at 8 the a point to put them at 9, right? Right. Well, Extra plays a trade rider on against that would have given him enough influence to take Imperial and go from 8 uh to 10 points in the action phase with little we could do because they had a great PDS network. Uh if we gave the trailing players the point, he'd go up to something like 18 influence with trade goods and extra was the speaker. So they didn't have a way to stop him getting imperial. So it was like, we cannot vote against and give him the trade goods. We have to just vote for uh, and uh, put them at nine, but hope that they don't have some other way to win in, you know, in the in this action phase. Uh, John is the only one who actually noticed this and called it out that they had to give the leaders a point instead of the... Uh, people in last place a point and this is also the agenda where extra did it incredibly like flippantly just kind of like oh yeah, yeah i'll throw my trade rider down obviously obviously you guys aren't going to go for um when technically against with the trade rider on it was a better situation for them so uh it they ended up blocking it they did give extra the point to put them at nine and that did end up actually costing extra the win because of all the shenanigans that played out in the last round so a pretty clutch agenda phase right there at the end of the game oh buddy Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Oh, buddy. Um, well, that's, that's how dope. How dope, I yeah. say. Um, I, I, ne- it's the- always interesting to see agendas 
in what happens after the fact, right? Like to, to, to look at a point in a game and be like, that is the, that's the linchpin of, you know, kind of all of these other events that followed and trying to see how far back you can go and determine like where something in your game was determined based on a thing that happened in round three or whatever. Like where does the butterfly effect take you with each game? Yeah. Like a butterfly flaps its wings in like, um, like that game flower, by sure. that game company. Sure. So a butterfly, I think there were butterflies in that. Actually, I'm pretty certain there weren't. But so there's a <laughs> butterfly in that game and it flaps its wings. And that creates this kind of chaos theory effect through all different digital media. You know, it goes all the way through. Butterfly flaps its wings over and there. That butterfly flapping its wings in that game is the only reason that Magi won his prelims round. Is that what you're saying, Hunter? No. Oh, it seems like that's what you're saying. Now I was going to say something a lot cooler than that, and you just took a swipe at my best friend. <laughs> just suddenly. You just suddenly took a swipe at my best friend. So I'm grumpy now. Let's move on to the next game. <laughs> was going to be right. a fun bit, but I was fun really going bit. somewhere with that. It seemed like it. It seemed like you really had direction <laughs> and meaning. I knew I knew what was going on. Game 18, <laughs> I'm really excited about. Game like, 18 mm-hmm. is, the, is the goofer one. All right. So game 18, first off, had Aviator, which is one of our moderators in it. Uh, game 18 also had Garnet Bear in it, who is one of the people who has a huge amount of contribution, not only to just like the TI TTS mod in general, but Garnet Bear also did a lot of work on our mod that we, we have like a special kind of version of it that we use for the tournament with some stuff that helps us do things a little bit faster. So, you know, already we were rooting for for Garnet Bear or Aviator, not to say we're rooting for anybody, but we were. Uh, so uh, but the winner of this game. And this is going to sound weird, Hunter. This is going to be this is going to freak you out. First off, Aviator was playing as the Clan Asar. Uh-oh. But Aviator didn't win. Uh-oh. Instead, Robel, uh-oh, in the slice Daddy Warbucks uh-oh. one as Arborex. Uh-oh, that's a big uh-oh. Uh-oh, uh-oh. that's a big whoopsie doodle. Oh, that's a big egg on our head, <laughs> on our face. Arborex not supposed to win. Robel, yeah. how could oh, you? Robel, Robel. You ruined all my stats. We said uh, yeah. They suck. <laughs> this this gives Arborek a 50% win rate in the tournament <laughs> out of two times played, one win. They're about to explode. Uh, the, yeah, Arborek's popping off. Them. <laughs> uh, no, but let's talk about uh, let's talk about the game. Uh, Aviator sent us a, a an overview from his perspective. Again, he was the SAR player, so let's kind of hear what happened in this Arborex success story. Uh, SAR had a relatively poor start this game, which allowed them to fly under the radar from uh, for a strong position heading into the late game. As SAR with Warfare, round one, Mentak flew a cruiser adjacent to me in the first action of the game. Instead of taking my planets per usual, I misplayed and tried to fight him off and Warfared away from adjacency instead. So prioritize not letting Mentak steal all those early planet uh, trade goods and instead was like nope I'm going to war with Mentak which obviously viewed as kind of a misplay now like it, it kind of cost them a strong early game uh, so anyways Arborek plays unchecked for most of the game and grows like crazy on Mechatol. Muat has a strong relationship with them on the condition that Muat gets to keep Wellen for the needed yellow skip L1 and Clanisar uproot Arborek from Mechatol Rex, and Mentak steals enough influence planets, and Muat gives L1Z and X fires of the Gashly, all to give L1Z and X the last stall required to delay L1's leadership to allow the table to take the last influence required to get the tokens for Galvanize the People. That was a lot of words. The point was, in this round, this is like an almost final round, they were trying to do anything they could to stop Arborek, and they pull it off. As a whole table, they band together, and they stop Arborek from winning in what? Probably like round five. Um, So they get another round. And Sar's first action in round six could have been with Imperial, a hefty fleet on Mechatol Rex, and uh, holding speaker token and a sabotage uh, with Public Disgrace already played, they basically had a really, really good shot to win on their very first action of uh, round six. The only thing that could take away the speaker token... Oh, God. One in about 70 agendas uh, could come up. Basically, Sar had politics. Sar bottoms shard of the throne. And Sar bottoms Holy Planet of Ixth, avoiding two scary... Uh, agendas and the first draw in the agenda phase of round five is public execution 
Sar loses the speaker token and their chance to win first action of round six. Oh. Uh, we don't have all the details of the rest of round six, but clearly Arbrek was still in a pretty decent position to, you know, Arbrek sitting at nine points uh, and Sar without being able to get what they needed. Uh, Arbrek was able to pull out, uh, you know, a, a strong win uh, with the the failure of a Sar there. So Oof. scary, scary close call um, between the Sar and Arbrek, but that's not a story you see very often, I feel like. That's that. It's like the two in contention are Sar and Arborek. Oh, okay, fun. What a crazy, what a wild, wild agenda draw there. Like yeah. I can't yeah. believe that. I can't believe that Aviator is able to list out like here's all the facts. Like there was only one way for me right. to be stopped. And yeah, got it. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if anything, I feel like in that situation, like even though Shard of the Throne is scary, I feel like you still put Shard of the Throne on top there like even okay arborex at nine but nobody's gonna let arborex get it you know what i mean who's gonna let arborex get this shard of the throne point i guess the point is to not let it be on the table because arborex could attack someone and try to get that shard that's obviously a huge threat i think here's the balanced way to put it is don't underestimate well see this isn't fair they play the odds yeah yeah, they played they they did the right he he did the right thing it's just like sometimes one out of 70 well (laughs) Oopsie doodle. doodle. Like, yeah. yeah, you can't, you can't meld, like, you can't play as if. Right. However, though. However. However, eh, maybe it is better to go with the thing that you know. Right. Still, one in 70. No, there, I, I can't even finish this point because I know I would never do this. Like, you know what I mean? If I was in aviator shoes and I drew these, these two agendas that were like oh these are these are bad for me but then i know like well there is one in there that's really bad for me sure yeah i'm like sure it's one like i'm gonna bottom them yeah yeah Yeah, for sure yeah just a horrible horrible strike of bad luck there um and and we could have had a a, the only game sar got in could have been their only victory but instead arbrek has a 50 percent win rate and clanisar has a zero percent win rate in our tournament that's a fun little (laughs) that's a fun little stat for you Uh, wait uh, sorry one one thing real quick shard of the throne that's the one where you just have to win a combat to get the yeah it's easy it's easy Uh, okay yeah no you can't you you can't can't. that's crazy arbrek was at nine that you there's no way yeah yeah uh, so we're skipping game 19 for now. Uh, we'll, we will get notes on that and we will have it next week. But let's get into game number 20 of the 36 prelims games. Game number and 20. Game number 20. Game is number a- 20. <laughs> number uh, th- 20. This is a game. Uh, some notable people in here would be Farganess, who is a weird bear. Uh, so already has my vote of support. Um, but the winner of this game was a, a player known as Callowin as the Necrovirus in Daddy Warbucks, which that has been a threatening combo that people have been afraid of the whole tournament, right? I don't think how yeah. I don't know that we've had that many games with Necro in uh in in that slice in Daddy Warbucks because people have just been so afraid of that being a potential. Because the whole idea is that Necro can convert um all the money into the needed influence for um for command counters and stuff. They, they're just basically able to supersede the need for influence. Look, looks like we've had a total of five Necros playing Daddy Warbucks. So heavily sought after, but I believe this is our first Necro win in Daddy Warbucks. Yeah. So how did Callowin pull it off? Well, we've got the notes from Callowin himself and buckle up. This is a this is a long this is a long one, but it's it's well worth it. Um so here we go. Uh first thing is uh, Callowin played using the politics bounce method talked about in our recent Hakan guide to keep speaker token on myself and L1 for the first four rounds of the game and the other table, uh, the other side of the table getting squabbly amongst themselves once it finally got back to them. I attacked Barony's flagship fleet over Melon Zobat with two Super Dread 2s fed to me by the L1-Z1X, a cruiser, a carrier, and a host of infantry. He retreated to his home system, which had zero infantry on the ground at the time. During the next agenda phase, I brought Barony into a secret chat and stated the following, I can take a lower strategy card than you. Before you can react, I can move that fleet into your home system. Either you retreat, locking down all of your plastic and leaving the home planets for me to take uncontested, or slug it out with me and lose both the fleets and the planets. 
Barony relents. We do a support for the throne swap, and I get to keep Mel and Zobat. In round four, I asked Extra if I could eat his carrier above Mechatol. He says, a Necrofleet protecting me on Mechatol? Sure. Uh, I then copy instinct training from him, and I ended up using it during the round five agenda phase to stop Extra's Imperial Reader uh, Rider on Seed of an Empire, stopping him from obtaining his ninth point. So that's some that's just some real rough uh, <laughs> karma. Uh, then a little bit of posturing happens, and the table agrees that Extra will win unless a large amount of influence is taken away from him. Extra pep pops tech first action, picking up nullification field, and Mentac picks up mirror computing. The very next action, I as Necro attack a Mentac fleet of four cruisers by flying two Super Dread 2s through a gravity rift successfully. Mentac takes... Uh, tries to skilled retreat, but it gets sabotage, and they lose two cruisers and do a normal retreat uh, through the wormhole, but I get to copy mirror computing. A bit more posturing, and only L1Z1X and Necro still have actions left. Everyone else has passed by this point. Extra has exactly 16 influence to score his stage 2. Necro plays unexpected action to remove the token off of Mechatol Rex. L1Z1X stalls a turn. Necro attacks L1Z1X and Tekaran Torkan with a strong fleet in order to secure a copy of Infantry 2. This has been discussed and agreed to, but when the time came to announce retreats, the table fell a bit more silent when Necro responded with no, and L1Z1X saw the betrayal. L1Z1X was forced to retreat, leaving a firmly lodged Necro fleet parked above Tekaran, blockading the space dock there. On his next turn, Necro activates Mechatol Rex, plays a flank speed, and moves the carrier around the left side, avoiding the gravity rift, uh, 7 Infantry 2 versus 5 Infantry 1 secures Mechatol Rex easily, removing Extra's ability to win. L1Z1X, in an attempt to stop Necro, flies a single Super Dread 2 with 2 Infantry from his home system through the Gravity Rift into Necro's now lightly defended home system. Unfortunately, the Gravity Rift was not as kind this time, uh. and the Super Dread 2 never arrives. Finally, Necro triggers Imperial, scores a Mechatol point, pays 8 trade goods for 16 influence thanks to mirror computing. In the strategy phase, Barony gets to 9 with a stage 1 public but is unable to score his final secret objective. Extra is unable to score, having been crippled by the attacks of 4 players. Necro reveals his final secret, cut supply lines, taking him to 10 points. Dun 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 dun! <laughs> <laughs> that's I gotta say that's some really smart play, but that's a, that is a wicked amount of luck on uh, on the Necros side in that final round. A successful yeah. gravity rift on their part, and an unsuccessful gravity rift when it's use, being used to work against them. Clearly, the gravity rift was rooting for Callaway. You just gotta game. pay off the gravity rift, y'all. Like you, you. It's easy. Put just, a couple just... trade goods in there. Feed it. <laughs> yum 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 yum. You'll hear it say, and then it's on your side, and now you've got it. Yeah, uh, that's what I I'm, have to add. That's what that's Hunter's con contribution to the strategic insights of Callowin's win. Um, <laughs> no, it was think, it's awesome. It's it a, is there's awesome. a betrayal. He took a lot of risks that paid off. Like playing, you know, this is the tournament, y'all. It's you got to show up and you got to play. Yeah. You got to dance like no one's watching. You know what I mean? You gotta. <laughs> you dance gotta, like no one's watching. All right. Yeah. You gotta, uh, you gotta laugh like no one's laughing. Well, I'm just, I'm always happy to see betrayals lead to success. You know, that's that's my favorite thing, uh, dude. Because because there's all the people out there that want to harp on about their their track record of being an honorable player, and I I I love to see that fail. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> and I totally, and what Matt's saying right now is totally kind of dance like no one's watching, laugh like no one's laughing, and in space, no one can hear you scream. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid dingus. Hunter, I've talked a lot now. I think it's your turn. Uh, that's that's all the tournament updates we've got for this week. But we do need to do some Emirates of Hakan errata. So yeah. Will Will you now take us there, Hunter? All right. We have some Hakan errata. Um, <laughs> shut up. Sit down. Get ready. Um, please put your seatbelts on. Uh, this first one is from my best friend in the whole world, Unaligned Magi. Um, my no the thing about me and Magi is Magi's always got my back. 
And you know what I can't wait for? I what? can't wait for us to someday have like proper merch. And we're going to, we will, I like promise you we're going to have a foam finger that says Magi on it someday. Oh my that God. That is like a yes. goal of mine. Yes. And then people will buy it and they'll watch our, they'll watch streams with Magi on it and be like, Magi, Magi. Magi. Yeah, that's great. Um, okay. So um, construction. You missed the most important thing about PDA. Oh, he's being cr- always criticized. Always turns out we missed the most important thing. Every time <laughs> there's a Rada I was from RJ King or a Magi, it's the most important thing. I was thing. assuming Magi was right again to say, hey, best friend, want to get coffee? <clears throat> All right. Construction. You missed the most important thing about PDS. Planetary shield. I don't know if we missed it. It's not like I forgot. Um, nah, he's right, though. If you don't plan to defend the planets at home on the ground, then you might as well use it as a bombard shield on a colony. A single infantry can be bombarded off of a colony, but even an upgraded PDS with it makes a very different calculation. Does he mean outside of the home system? No, I think he's talking about in the home system. In the home. I mean, obviously, our big, our big thing was saying make sure they can't take the space, but I, I think this tracks as well as even, like, if you're looking for a backup plan, a single PDS on, like, each planet, will help i mean i don't know that you have time to get one on each but like the point being that that planetary shield is good i think hunter the question you're p- positing here just by kind of poking a hole in it is is yeah i mean are you really getting a pds on every single planet in your home system is this really like the best way to defend your home system i'm not so sure well you're i mean you're you're doing construction anyways so i mean right like you might as well i i don't know did i say something about putting pds on other places, I wonder. No, we just talked. We just talked about the, you know, the, the importance of ground forces on the planets, and but the bigger importance of the space, and we just kind of didn't even touch on uh, PDS, and and we 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 hyped up construction as a good pick, and we didn't talk about kind of just evaluating this other aspect of of why those PDS yeah. are useful to well, you. So it's definitely an important note. Yeah, and I think that note is actually more for you because, like, you kind of really wrote, you kind of went ham on the Hakan one, and I, I kind of took a backseat for that one. Oh yeah, so is that, is that th- how it was that written? note was that note was directed at Matt, all right, specifically. <laughs> um, uh, the, the next one is from Space Lawyer. Uh, Space Lawyer said, "I don't know if it's already been mentioned, but in my opinion, Hakan should also still go for Dreadnought two instead of Infantry two when you go blue green because it combines really nice with Fighter two. I think this is a perfectly good thing. We talked about, you know, uh, the typical blue green is Carrier two, Infantry two, Fighter two, uh, but because you start with the blue yellow, you already have the prerequisites for Dread two, and you probably are better off having Dread two instead of Infantry two as as a oh Hakan. for sure." Yeah, 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 definitely, definitely. Especially with regards to that whole issue of our home system and how we defend it. Like having a having a dreadnought two above the home system is way better than having an, a single infantry two on each planet or two infantry twos on each planet or whatever. So, Yarp. Yeah, I, I, I like this point a lot. Yeah, ignore ignore infantry two if you're going blue green. Get dreadnought two. Yeah, for your third uh, upgrade. Yeah, I completely agree. Um, yeah, space lawyer. Uh, uh, your objection is sustained. <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, and then we got another one from uh, oh Magi. Okay, so Magi. Well, okay, Magi is the only one who answered our, our specific. Qu- well, not our, not the only one, but uh, we had a question last week. We kind of goobered up, not last week, but when we did the Hakan guide of asking about um, having infantry on the planets and then having fighters that are at capacity. Can you still move an infantry around like from planet to planet, or are you maxed out on oh, your yeah, yeah. capacity? Um, and it turns out that, yeah, you can't move the infantry without losing fighters. The movement step ends, and you evaluate capacity before you do any invasion. So you you would have to kill off fighters. So the whole point being, get your ground forces moved around early, and then in, in the mid to late game, that's when you stock up on all your fighters. Once, yeah. once you've kind of solved, once you've solved enough of the ground force problem, stock up on fighters. Yeah, once you've solved for X. What, what I liked about that um, Magi call out, because it was every time it's a call out uh, is that he actually said your name in it. He said Matt. Sure. So he's okay. calling out you. He doesn't. He doesn't call out me. Me and him are on the same page. Well, I'm the one who asked the question. So thank you so much, Magi, for answering the question. Yeah. Uh, so the next one is from uh, Seven. <laughs> so Seven N. Seven N. Seven. Which I, I, have, I haven't seen. I haven't seen Seven around in a while. He's great. Um, yeah, miss him. He's a funny guy. Um, he says, I'm probably a weirdo, but 
I don't focus on mobility early. Exceptions would be if I need it to fill out my slice or I know I'm getting mechatol. Otherwise, I focus on economy and infrastructure. Hypermetabolism and production biomes give me more of the things I need than gravity drive. I will pretty much always allow my tech skips for the most bang for my bucks. I feel that there's too much value in going green. Like I said, that's if I have any adjacent green skip. If the skips is two spaces from my home, I got an ab gravity drive to make sure I land tech in round two to go neural hyper. Yeah, very into skipping Daxif for for hyper. Yeah, yeah, and and his bigger point being, if you have that tech skip right by it, completely ignore the grav drive first and start going hard on green tech, which. I can see the point there. I, I'm probably still hesitant to like do it. I might I might try to give myself the argument. Um, but I see the point of like, hey, if you can get a jump start on that economy um, and get hyper and production biomes like right away, you can make quite a bit more money than probably you get out of having that grav drive carrier, you know, round two or whatever. It just depends. I mean, that's the thing. The thing about um, what I like about the difference between going for hyper and production biomes is you're kind of saying like, I'm trying to extract value early. Whereas yeah. if you're going for gravity drive, it's I'm trying to go for opportunities early. And there's a, right. there's just a difference there. And it yeah. just depends on that depends on so many factors. I don't even know. You know, it's you uh, kind of got to determine the biggest, where you're going. I there. think the biggest factor is just what kind of player are you? And I'm an incredibly opportunistic player. Uh, I it maybe to a fault, um, and that's why I'm always just so keen on getting. I mean, I think we've been I want the opportunities open up to me for like years now, Matt, because we've been doing the show for years. Sure, um, we've been saying that maybe you are opportunistic to a fault, and I think it's time for us to say <laughs> that it is a fault. Yeah, yeah, and you're in trouble. I've had a man. We could go off on a tangent here, but I've I've been having a whole reevaluation of my game recently, where I'm thinking more and more about how desperately I try to get control objectives early, um, and like how often I sacrifice my position just to pull off that more difficult objective. And I wonder if I'm doing that too much to the point where like I'm not even considering that I might be able to get control objectives in like round four or five. I assume I can't, and so I push for them really hard in rounds two and three. And I think I need to play a couple games where I like I go ahead and do that tech objective in round two or whatever. Yeah, you know? I mean, because usually I try to get the tech objective done while also getting the hard other objective. And it just means my round three or four is just like, oh, hey, Matt, you have no plastic. Uh, you have nothing because you spend it all on command counters and tech. Yeah, Matt. I mean, you you play every board game. You play like a desperate madman. You play like <laughs> a man in the desert who's been thirsty for a board game for hundreds of years, eons, <laughs> and this is their opportunity. And you're so excited that I'm you can't believe it. Play. And so you're just like, I want to do all the stuff now. That like you're like it's like round two, and you're like it's round six. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I need to calm it down. <laughs> you need to calm it down, and yeah, you're in trouble and other things I want to say, and you're in, you're in trouble. You're, well, in, the, you're in the doghouse. I, I, I built I a little doghouse for you. I appreciate you, Hunter, as a, as a strong force of authority in my life. What do I I'm, do? What do I do wrong? <laughs> Let's talk about me. What, what do I do that's, that I need to fix? You let EJ King make you in every situation <laughs> that I've ever been in. You just let him do it. You I love just it. are totally open to it. And anytime I'm in a position to win, it's like, oh, what? yeah, well, Matt's going to freaking win. Whatever. It's fine. I guess. Whatever. And then the second EJ's like, yeah, but what if I just let Hunter win? It's like, yes, this is a fun, lovely way to play the board I game. think that those <laughs> wins count more than if it was because of strategy. Because when EJ King's, King makes me, it's just because, and let's be, let's be honest. It's just because it's not me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's not that it's not that he's thinking oh who's my best friend in the world and i'm gonna reward them with this board game win sure. it's like he looks at the table and he's like who is a dirty enough boy to basically let me use them to stop matt basically <laughs> and i'm always that dirty boy i'm always like i'm pretty dirty i'll do it people okay so people give me grief deservedly so for salt i exhibit in games mm -hmm. but you you have to see where it's coming from right <laughs> every player in my life only wants me to lose i don't nothing else matters to them except yeah. that i lose i don't think people get enough because people don't get the the so like to try and shed a little bit of light on this i think that in our just kind of general 
social circle, our general group of friends, Matt, you are the guy that we all kind of rib a little bit, Yeah, you know? Definitely. And like, I don't get ribbed because, well, first of all, I'm really smart. Second of all, <laughs> I'm super sexy, so it's hard to make fun of me because I'm so <laughs> attractive. <laughs> Wow. You did, so, your, you did your goose laugh. Shut up. <laughs> um and and number three, uh I'm I'm a good roaster. So you come yeah. you know, you come out, you come at me, you get you know, you get oh, the you you're get, gonna catch you these get hands. The fire. <laughs> uh, so so basically you get ribbed all the time. And yeah. the only thing that people are seeing on the other side of it is you being pushed to your limit you know what i mean like they don't see all the stuff that happened earlier that day yeah. or like in they the don't weeks see the pushing preceding. they only see the limit yeah what was oh what was that very good text uh oh this is this is probably gonna have to be cut because i can't remember it but there was while i was there in arkansas there was this point where you were messaging something and and everybody you were like trying to get people to respond to something and the way they responded to you was just like so shut rude. up loser yeah, yeah. Like, i have always been i have always been the person who like explains the rules to the thing and my constant <laughs> i'm constantly battling against okay so here's how we play oh here's how we play oh everyone listen to me <laughs> <laughs> but then, okay well that's fine but then um, we do so anyways need to the do first rule is, the oh rules. what's the first rule matt oh tell us tell us please <laughs> oh, hunter give me the rundown get me out of this all right here's the rundown um so i already already went over all the uh patreon yeah, we business. did a lot of it off the top yeah the the polling stuff i do that because i'm just trying to get y'all uh interested and also you know those of you that are counselors or if you're in the hunter donaldson fan club uh, please vote on those polls, baby. Um, we would like to thank our producers and partners, the Space Kitties and Weird Bears. We would like to thank Ponchidori, Farganess, T.G. Welch, Naderade, Patience is a Virtue, Umar, Feroso, Julian, Rwise, and Necro Firewall. Necro Firewall is new. Yay. Yeah, Farganess is a new Weird Bear, and oh, Necro yes. Firewall is a new yes, Space yes. Kitty. Yes, yeah. things we've, move we've had... so quickly in our Patreon, I forget. Right. <laughs> who's, well, it's, it's all old hat to me now. Um, and, and I just want to say thank you to everyone that does support our Patreon on any level, uh, means a lot to us. Um, and also, uh, please, uh, if you're in the tournament and you haven't played your game yet, l- please respond to those scheduling emails. Cause it's, yeah. start, it's about to get weird y'all. Like we, it right. might be weird. We, we right. might, we might have to make some tough calls. So we would yes. rather not do that. We would rather you just get back to us and then we can like schedule your game and get it all figured out. Um, Twitch and YouTube business oath. Season zero is available for the most part on YouTube. Um, the last episode of that will be on the YouTube soon. You can still watch it on Twitch. My general policy is once I put something on YouTube, I generally delete it off the Twitch. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, so for now, um, you can uh, watch all of that on a mixture of YouTube and Twitch, and soon it will just be on the YouTube. Yeah. Uh, you can also rate us on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, or any other podcast app uh, that you that you listen on. But that increases visibility. It helps our ranking, and it gets more people playing Twilight Imperium and more people excited for Oath and all of that stuff that we all want to have people playing with. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Space Cats Pod, Facebook Space Cats Peace Turtles, and please look for links for our Discord. Uh, we should have a link in the description of this. Uh, join our Discord to get involved in conversations. You can also be keeping up with live tournament updates as the games are happening. A lot of the players post about the games. The moderators will post a little bit about the games. You'll see screenshots in-game. It's a really cool place. If, you, if this kind of episode excites you and you want to hear more about the tournament, be on our Discord and come hang out in Patreon tournament chat channel because uh, it is kind of always active while the games are going on. So that's it. Uh, no, nope, nope, that's not it. That's not ooh, it. Go ahead. Uh, if you want to hear me talk about um, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, check out mm. the most recent episode of Read It and Weep, uh, which is a podcast I do about movies with my friend Alex Falcone and my friend Anthony Lopez. Uh, and there's also guests. Yep. Um, in fact, we're getting really close. Um, and I think our oh. show is really, uh, oh. it's, it's very fun. We have an Osc- uh, Academy Awards special coming up. Uh, I've been watching all of the uh, Oscar films uh how about this let's do a little mini-sode right now uh okay. matt what's your hot takes for the oscars maybe i'll steal them and use them on another show uh it's not a hot take but joker's gonna win and it shouldn't <laughs> oh, oh shots fired uh, but 1917 will win best cinematography and it should yeah so well who's what's your pick for best pick 
uh, I haven't seen enough. I don't think I get. I don't think I have a good enough stance on it. But um, you know, probably. I I think I follow the trend of being like, man, Parasite freaking rules, and it sh- it should win, but it it won't. Know, it's it gonna won't. win. It'll win best foreign language, and then yeah, that's and that's, that's it. it. That's 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 the new model is best foreign language movie gets nominated for best picture to kind of give away already what's going to win that category. But then it right. won't win best picture. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, dude, if if Joker wins best pick, I'm going to I'm going to be tweeting. You know what I mean? <laughs> 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 so they better, you know, they better do right. Uh, you know what my favorite category every year is what, what, what? typically is like my favorite movie mm-hmm. um is whatever wins best original screen i was just about to say that but this yeah. year might be a little boring for that because tarantino yeah. generally doms that right. like that category right. but yeah that's generally know, man knives out i think it has a chance that's the only that's the only nomination that movie got though sure but that, that happens a lot that happens a lot with original screenplays though oh, they don't get right. any other traction for anything else and then it's like bam writing i mean that that what that was not quite the thing with Get Out. Get Out didn't have that many nominations, though, and then the only thing it won was original screenplay. Yeah. Yeah, it's so, generally the know. coolest movie of the year. Exactly. Best yeah, the most, the most fun, You're interesting right. movie wins best original screenplay. So that's the one I'm always looking for. Yeah. It should be, like, m- most creative uh, movie for cool people to like. Yeah. And then for best picture are, like, can be, like... like, Hunter, I don't know. I'm in the industry. I don't know if you know that. And yeah, so, like, yeah. I, I, well, I, I am, I too, get actually. Those, I get those movies on, like, a different level than you do, you know? I'm, well, like, see, I'm th- in that's interesting. Industry. You're you're in the industry in that way that you're, like, you you would be, like, a good script supervisor or, like, somebody to, like, <laughs> hold papers for important people. But I, I, I am I am an actor, and um, if you're a fan of the band The Menzingers, which I, which I personally have never really thought much about, but I have found out they actually do have quite the fan base. Um, I was in a music video of theirs, the very beginning of it, and I claimed actor Hunter Donaldson. I have uh, in a that's music video. pretty solid credits. Uh, <laughs> If you look at the Menzingers music video, I don't know. It's the one with the alien in it. I, and I'm in the very beginning. I play a redneck um, dude, and I, like, drink a beer real fast. And then it's I, a tour de force. It's a tour de force. I, it's, it was pretty hard for me to get into character. Um, so what do you think about best actor, though? Thank you for listening to Space Cats Peace Turtles. And thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum.